Hey there. This week, May 13th, the 17th only, I will be rerunning a special series about conscious and intentional manifestation based on Eckhart Tolle's relaunch of his top-rated online course called The Spiritual Guide to Conscious Manifestation. Now, he typically runs this every year, but it's been on hiatus since June of 2021. So I wanted to, you know, celebrate this relaunch because it's such a popular series and he has so much wisdom and insight to share on the topic. And he's of higher consciousness, according to ConsciousnessCalibrations.com, which should be no wonder to any of us. So... In addition to this special five-part series I'm doing on the podcast this week, which you're going to hear references maybe to 2021, so ignore those because this is my preemptive shot at letting you know that's the case. But Eckhart has two free five-part mini-series that he always does with uh, launches of his online course. You can see his teaching style and what you're going to learn. And the first one is called The Power of Conscious Manifestation. And the second one is How to Consciously Manifest in Today's World. You can get instant access to both of these in the links in the podcast notes below or simply go to themindbodyspiritnetwork.com on our homepage. It's our featured uh, top billing event for the month of May. So you'll see it right on top and you can get access to all that good stuff there. Now, on to today's episode. Hey there. Are you hanging out in grief on any topic in your life? If so, today's a good idea to to check in and find out what grief can do to your life and understand its levels of consciousness. My name is Liz Garcia. I am your happy host here at Trumpet of Truth. TV.com on the YouTube channel and TrumpetOfTruthRadio.com on my podcast channel. I, this is the place to discover what I call the foundational basics and essential understandings for raising your level of consciousness and building a better life. And I support this intention by putting power and truth into context based on decades and a lifetime of research into consciousness and by Dr. David R. Hawkins and the map of consciousness. And I I put everything into context based on the map of consciousness to help you understand where power and truth really is. And the map is essentially the ultimate, it's a proven energy scale for your ultimate human potential. So once a month, I like to do a hit on a level of consciousness. And for the past, let's see, three or four uh, monthly levels, we've been working on lower levels of consciousness because not everything in life is of higher consciousness by any stretch of the imagination, unfortunately. So today we're working on the level of consciousness known as grief. And prior to that, we had worked on, we'll go up the scale from the bottom just so we can put it into context. So Shame is the very lowest level of consciousness you can feel. You don't want to hang out there for too long on any topic in shame. You certainly don't want to project any shame onto others. That's a pretty serious spiritual error, as Dr. Harkins would call it. Next up on the map is guilt. I mean, the two of them go hand in hand, and guilt calibrates at 30. 
on the map of consciousness where shame was at 20, in case I didn't say that. The next level up is apathy and hatred. That calibrates at 50 on the map of consciousness. Again, there's no power in these levels to change your life. They only have the energy, the impersonal energy to bring you into self-destruction if you don't become aware of what where you're at and what it's doing to you. And it's not a judgment that you're feeling this at all. You just need to understand that you can release it because the power is within you to transcend these lower levels and come out of them and let them go. I, if I can do it, you can do it for sure. So today we're looking at grief and grief is the level of consciousness that calibrates at 75 on the map. So just so you know, we're putting this all in the context. And the map of consciousness is the scale of zero to a thousand or anything that calibrates below 200 is negatively oriented, downward pulling, destructive, and there's no power in it to help you do, get anything you want out of life, really. There's nothing there. So if you find yourself, you know, mired in sticking in these lower frequencies, kind of like a, I like to liken it to like a toilet bowl that just keeps, you know, it's a downward spinning funnel, like a, a tornado too, you know. You just keep spinning in these fields that are destructive. So you need to understand that you can let them go. They have nothing to do with you really, except that you think that they do. And typically they're, these experiences and these energy fields are typically attracted to you because you're holding on to suppressed and repressed emotions that you didn't know how to release in the first place. Cause we're all told growing up that, you know, you got, you can't be angry. Don't be mad. Don't do this. Don't do that to express yourself. So that's typically according to consciousness research, how these um, experiences come about because you become an attractor to things in these particular frequencies, um, you know, experience the death of a loved one, you know, likely is going to bring you into grief and sorrow, but you don't have to stay there. Do, do your due diligence and fully feeling the loss of the, the life of a loved one, but then you got to move on because in reality, if you read any life after death books and understand that and understand consciousness, um, I think it was Anita Morjani um, who wrote the book, Dying to be Meese, and I interviewed her as well. She said that when she had a near-death experience, it felt like home to her. So this is not to diminish your own grief and sorrow. You don't want to bury it. You want to feel it fully and allow it to run its course because it will. And I was in grief and loss for a freaking year, year and a half. I, I cried rivers of tears. Like, are you kidding me? When's this going to end? It didn't, And I just let it go. Although sometimes you could get caught up in it and not realize like, okay, enough is enough. And I apparently didn't do that because I cried rivers of tears for a year and a half. <laughs> so allow yourself the grief, you know, who knows, maybe I had lifetimes of grief I needed to get rid of possibly, you know, as a spirit, it's like I had 800 lifetimes that I didn't, you know, express the grief and loss I had for all those lifetimes. Who knows? It's, you know, when you start to do the spiritual work and understand consciousness, it's not linear like the mind and humanity likes to think. It's of another dimension, which is beyond the scope of what we're talking about today. So we're going to keep it 
grounded and human and go with, don't judge yourself for having feeling grief and loss for sure. You need to feel it. You need to express it, but you need to come into the awareness. Okay. I got to let it go one of these days and stop because the longer you hold on to it, you could start going down the map of consciousness, which you don't want to do. And then you start feeling victimhood and then the whole, the ego loves victimhood. So the ego will gladly stay with you in victimhood, which I understand. You know, I was playing the victim for a long time in grief and loss and many other things. So, um, so once a month, we look at a level of consciousness. And when I finish them all, I'm likely going to go around again because it's been a long time since I did the first one. And I've come a long way in understanding consciousness and articulating it and intending to articulate it in a way that you can hear me. And you can actually get a shift in your own consciousness by hearing what, what, what's coming out here. When you hear truth of something, and this is not my truth, this is just calibrations of energy level. That's it. You know, they're impersonal energy levels. They're not judgments and they're not opinions. They're calibrations of energy. That's it. It's a scientific thing, but even beyond science, it's in the nonlinear realm to kind of understand consciousness research, consciousness calibrations, and how the heck do you even spell it? Okay. So I want to share, um, I'm going to show you what the map looks like on the screen for those of you watching. And um, the book of slides, we're going to, I share this a lot, has a big version of the map in it. So I'm going to share the map on the screen for those of you watching so you can see it. And the map of consciousness has six columns in it that gives greater detail about what's going on in consciousness at each level. So I simply go through each level and we'll talk about the different um, things that are calibrated that Dr. Hawkins puts into context so you can get a big picture of what this level looks like in general. So fear, so the, the columns are the levels, the level and what it's called. So the first one is it's called fear. That's what we're working on today. The second, another column is log, meaning what's the calibration? And it's an exponential calibration. So uh, the number of fear is 75, I'm sorry, grief is 75. That's what we're working on today, not fear. Did I say fear earlier? I may have. Okay, so we're working on grief. Grief calibrates at 75 on the map of consciousness, which is 10 to the 75th power. And if you know logs, that's huge. So it's essentially uh, when you, when you um, go 10 times 10 times 10 times 10, 75 times, you're going to have a one with 75 zeros after it. I found this online, um, how to understand logs better is really interesting. So um, whatever the log is, you, it's the number one with that number of zeros after it. So grief is one with 75 zeros after it. So that's a huge number. It's a measurement of energy. So imagine going up to courage, which now has real power, which is 10 to the 200th power, or the number one with 200 zeros after it, right? That's a, that was a great visual I came across online about how to understand logs. 
Um, and I was a good math student. So I, I do understand them, but not everyone does. Not everyone's a great math student, but that visual of one with 200 zeros after I'm like, I get it. Or, you know, the level of the highest level on the map is a thousand, which is one with a thousand zeros after it. So if you were to write, put those numbers on a piece of paper, you'd like, holy crow, there's a quantum leap between them. The higher you go, the more quantum in nature it becomes. So to hang out in grief, there's no power there at all. And many times you may need help. You may need the, the higher consciousness assistance of others to get you out of there. So when you're ready though, you know, so there's like a fine balance between, okay, enough is enough that you may decide on your own or others may help you wake up and say, you know what, enough is enough. You've been in grief and sorrow and this is not doing, it's not going to help your life at all. And to come into greater understanding of the grief and loss of a loved one is helpful to read some books about it after, you know, near that death experiences are helpful. A book that I found extremely helpful, helpful is called The Afterlife of Billy Fingers. And um, I also love Your Soul's Gift. So you can kind of, when you connect with this type of thing, or I, I do like to recommend you've got to intend for your highest good to connect with a spiritual medium, which is someone who can communicate with loved ones that have passed. And many, many people may think that's hooey, but I'm a medium unwittingly. I can hear messages from spirit. I don't give readings to people, but sometimes spirit comes knocking on my tap on my shoulder and saying, I need you to give a message to somebody. And that has happened to me before. But I have to say, when my mother passed, I have a friend who's a medium who did a reading with me. And it didn't matter so much what was said in the reading, but it was the healing grace that came through it. That was the, the best part of that is to speak, you know, connect with the medium, do the reading, and, and especially an evidential medium. That's someone who knows, um, can provide evidence from the other side, like that only your loved one would know and communicate that so that you can really start to feel, oh, they still are here. How would anyone else know that? You know, so it's helpful to understand that mediums can connect with loved ones that have passed. So there's more to um, grief than just losing a loved one. There can be grief and divorce for sure. There's grief and losing a job. There's grief and losing self-esteem and confidence and whatever. There's all types of topics that can lead you to grief. Even the, you know, just a grief from the, the ending of a relationship as a teenager, as an example, that can lead. There's so many things that can lead to grief. You know, someone hurting your feelings as a young child, someone that you trust can lead to grief. Like my favorite, my favorite uh, third grade teacher yelled at me today. So you harbor grief, not knowing it, because an adult will say, stop crying or whatever, you know, when you should have cried it out and let it go. So let's talk about the level of consciousness of grief and what else is going on here and what to look for. And just know that this level of consciousness is one of the lowest and you don't want to subject your life to too much of it. You know, do your pro you don't want to judge yourself for wanting to grieve though. You want to go through the grieving process for sure, but
but intend for it to run its course, right? Like say to yourself, oh, you know, once, you know, you've gone through a sufficient amount of maybe six months, maybe a year, who knows how long it takes to get over something that you're grieving. But at some point you're going to say, okay, I'm willing to let this go and move on because in the absence of moving on from grief, it could wreak havoc on your life to attract this energy field becomes magnetic when that's all you're putting out. If you're just putting out grief and loss all the time, then you're going to attract more reasons to be unhappy and grieve and loss. All right. So the four other columns are really interesting on the map of consciousness. And we'll talk about the first one is called process. What's the process or the energy of the process that's going on at the level of grief? And you may be able to, it's not a surprise, the process is despondency. So you know what despondency is. You don't want to see anyone, you want to hide, and you, do, you can't communicate. You don't want to go forward in life. You just want to grieve or be whatever you're being. So that's a process that's going on with this energy field. The next one is emotion. What's the emotion going on? And remember, each one of these words is the same energy. It's 75 on the map of consciousness is how much energy is going on with these different things. So the emotion is regret, which is interesting. You know, grief and loss is regret. You know, you start to feel regret about not having told someone you love them a regret that you didn't do better at your job before you got fired or whatever, whatever the regret may be, the energy of regret is within this field. And then the self view, how you view yourself at this level is tragic. You view your life as tragic or yourself as tragic. And if you attract a lot of experiences that bring you to grief and loss, it sure is heck going to feel tragic because that's the energy field. And again, it's not punishment. And we may feel like we're being punished by life or God or whatever. When in fact, we are not, we're just attracting an impersonal energy field that's stuck within us because of the past likely. Right. And, um, the loss of a loved one only brings up what's buried, really, to an extent, though, you know, I still feel like when I've experienced high states of consciousness, while in that state, I kind of said, I still want to mourn the loss of a loved one, even though I was experiencing inner joy. So there's that humanness to us where we want to kind of have reverence for some that we loved and remember them and be with them and let them know, my God, we're going to miss you. <laughs> so I'm, put, I'm going to make myself cry by thinking about it, but you know, to honor and love somebody is pretty huge too. in, in all of that. So that's the uh, self view you have that it's tragic. And <laughs> if you're grieving the loss of a loved one, they're like, in you know, the afterlife, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm good here. I'm back home. So it's kind of funny to consider a different perspective. So that's the self view. And the God view is, I already just said what the God view. The God view is punishing. I'm sorry, no. 
No, the God view is uncaring. That's pretty interesting. That's how you perceive God, is that if you're going through the loss of a loved one, a job or anything that you hold dear in your life, your house burned down, right? With everything, all your treasures in it, all your memories, everything that in your home burns down, you're going to go through a grieving process. And you could feel like God is, um, doesn't care, which is not true at all. The divine creator has created these energy fields in order for us to experience all of life and all of humanness, you know, all the whole realm of it. And if you've ever read conversations with God, God's like, I can't know how glorious and inner joy and self, you know, greater self-awareness without contrast. So grief and loss is simply contrast or contrary to who we really are. So it's a different level of experience. But the bottom line is to understand that you want to learn how to let it go. And if you're not letting go and you feel yourself going down, you got to ask for help. And, and it's kind of hard when you're feeling this to even ask for help. So hopefully, you know, if you're in grief and loss right now and you came across this, this video, um, I'm here to help you. I've been in significant despair and grief and loss and have made my way out of it, though I have to say I did spin around in victimhood over it for quite some time, which is not a judgment. It's a coming into understanding. And I, I can't coach you or teach you about this unless I've already experienced it, which I mean, I can, I can guess, but it's better to have experienced it and to be able to articulate it to you today. So bottom line is you don't want to hang out too long in grief and loss and understand that it's, you don't want to suppress it either. You don't want to suppress and repress it. You need to allow yourself the space to feel it and let it come up. And then kind of in your mind, you can say, I appreciate, I need to feel this fully, but I'm also willing to let it go when it's run its course. So that willingness to let it go is owning your own power and realizing I'm not, I have no intention of becoming a victim of anything in my life because I, I'm not, right? You're the creator of your own experience. You decide what you want. So that's today's map of consciousness. In the lower levels, we've got, let's see, how many more? One, two, three, four more lower levels of consciousness, which I think is super important. You got to understand where you are and what you're doing to yourself or creating in your life if you choose to align with these things. And it could be unconscious because you don't realize what's running inside of you. So if you like what's going on here today, or you know someone that's going through grief and loss, this could be helpful to them eventually, not immediately. We all need to give ourselves space. And it depends on the person. Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year? But I think beyond a year, you, you really got to start waking up and saying, okay, I've got to start moving on, reclaiming my power, accepting that the loss, it's, it is what it is because it's life. That's just what life is. And learning to accept, we call it death, but it's really a transition back home <laughs> to who we really are. So if you have someone that this could be helpful to, that's my intention is to provide assistance to others in raising the level of consciousness and building a better life. So share away if you like it, share a comment 
below if you found this helpful. If you have any other questions, I'm happy to answer them when I come across them. And I've got people asking me questions all over, so I can't keep up with, you know, podcasts, directories, you know, end up putting me everywhere and I don't know where I am. So I can't answer all questions, but I'll do my best. And subscribe to the podcast on your favorite, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to get your your podcast. It's Trumpet uh, of Truth Radio.com is the podcast. And the title of it is Your Weekly Dose of Higher Consciousness or on the YouTube channel at Trumpeter of Truth uh, TV.com. And remember, my love, love is the truth at 500 on the map of consciousness. And just because you don't believe it or have never experienced it, it doesn't mean that it isn't so. And most of us are nowhere near the the planet is nowhere near the level of consciousness of love to even have it in our awareness. So I like to use the mind to understand that love is the truth. And I'm willing to accept that that's true because it is true in consciousness research. Next week, we are going to do our 101 ways to, I think we're on a piece, inner peace, number nine. Let me double check. Inner peace, number nine is next week. The week after that, we have our quiz, which is a good one. What am I doing in quizzes? Oh, occupations. I'm going to share levels of consciousness, uh, different types of occupations. It's really interesting to know this. And then after that is another main topic that's um, I want to do. I'm asking the question to you. Would you let the wolves in the monastery? That's the topic the week after that. Thank you again. I'll see you again. Hey there, lovey Lou. If you are new to your weekly dose of Higher Consciousness podcast or an avid listener, I have something just for you. I created a landing page with all of my playlists in one place. So for new listeners, I created a playlist called Foundational Basics. This is where you will want to begin to come up to speed on your understanding of the map of consciousness a proven energy scale for realizing your ultimate potential by Dr. David R. Hawkins and with where we are now. For avid listeners, I've created playlists for all of my popular topics like 1001 Ways to Be of Higher Consciousness, 1001 Ways to Let Go of, those great higher consciousness quizzes that helps you uh, test your your intuition and develop discernment skills, tools for transformation, high vibe book recommendations, and my general main topics. You can find all of these playlists on the website at themindbodyspiritnetwork.com forward slash podcast, or you can find it in the link below in the show notes. Now back to today's episode.